Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. After trying a few different career paths, he found himself working long hours for a haulage company. And at one point, a very kind boss gave him access to a van for the weekend, which is where his business story starts. For the first few months, he helped friends move small items and did a number of small house removals. Realising he had a love for removals, he set up Warren's Removals and Storage at the age of 28. He says he was determined to bring a burst of energy to the removal world, and having seen his social media posts, it looks like he's done just that. Within four years of working tirelessly and carefully building his super-friendly team, he found himself with many happy customers, repeat work and recommendations coming in thick and fast. The business is growing quickly and within Worcestershire they consider themselves as the leading removal company and are recommended by a growing number of estate agents, solicitors and even an insurance company. He is Warren Leggett of Warren's Removals. How you doing, Warren? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Thanks yeah. for coming in and doing yeah, this. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really thank appreciate you for the it. The invite. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So just before we start, you're at uh, removalswooster.com. That's yep. your main website. Yeah. Cool. And you're on you're on the uh, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the LinkedIn. Yeah. Everything. All of them. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> cool. All of them. Nice one, cool. Well, no, as I say, thanks for coming on. You just said you've been um, doing removals this morning. Yeah, so yeah. I, uh, it's Friday, so Fridays are generally the busiest day in removals. But um, I put myself on an easy, easy day today so I can have an early finish. Oh, cheers. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> That's right. Is that like everyone wants it done by the end of the week kind of thing? Yeah, it's more like solicitors are, tend to push... Um, push their, I think it might be targets, I'm not too sure, but solicitors tend to push people into Fridays. Right, okay. I'm not entirely sure why, because a move can happen any day of the week. And, <laughs> yeah. and we are busy generally, like six days a week, but Fridays we're just super busy. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. It's like Christmas, isn't it? Everyone wants to get everything done before That's it. Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think also customers, a lot of people have got a Monday to Friday job, so if they move yeah. on a Friday, they've got the weekend to sort out, and then they're back to work on the Monday. So Yeah, fair enough. But you do Saturdays as well, do you? Yeah, we do Saturdays as well. When I first started, we did seven days, so we uh, we work <laughs> Sundays as well. But I think that was mainly just for me as a, a small company at the time, just trying mm. to get the guys as much work as I can. Because mm-hmm. often, you know, we was only doing two or three jobs a week. Right. So if one landed on a Sunday would take it right okay but yeah, then yeah we obviously grew to the point where we just we wanted a sunday off yeah you we got needed a, time off could have a day off haven't you yeah <laughs> and eventually i can see it happening you know I, I would like to say we we could be a just a weekday removal company right okay because yeah, it yeah. would be nice for the guys especially to have a weekend off yeah yeah that's when all the family time happens, isn't it, normally? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> so hopefully that does does happen in the yeah, future. Yeah, cool, cool. So your unit's in Worcester, is it, or are you up y- just outside of Worcester? Yeah, just outside of Worcester. So it's classed as Worcester, but um, it's Inkborough, which is... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like 20 minutes from Worcester, 15 minutes. Okay, but yeah, we, gotcha. 
we moved from Upton Warren beforehand, so okay. that's more if you know Webs of Witchbold near Bromsgrove. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we moved from there, which was a great location. It was just too small for us. Upton Warren, is it? Called? Yeah, yeah. Just that a sounds coincidence. Ideal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a coincidence. Yeah, but um, yeah, we've recently took on this new unit in Inkborough. We moved in in March. Right. Okay. First of April, to be honest, but. It, their landlord gave us access about a week before that okay um and we've just been slogging away to get up to scratch but june we've, we've been there about two three months now but june has slowed us down and in fact right, yeah. it's now upside down again <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah i've seen well, i've seen all your like social media activity and yeah. uh yeah get the the new union and stuff so yeah we'll get to that in a bit um Perfect. Do you sort of grow up around Worcester, did you or? uh no i was born in kidderminster mm-hmm um, went to Stourport High School. Kidderminster, I went to a middle school. So I was, I was, my parents were prolific movers, so maybe that's oh, what yeah. pushed me into the removal <laughs> industry. But I did actually bounce around. I think, think I went to like six or seven schools when I was younger. Did you really? Right. Yeah. Because they were moving about yeah, so Yeah, because we moved quite a lot, so it just meant that I had to go to a different school, make new friends. But that, that tends, you know, I was really used to doing that. What was the reason for them moving so much? I think because uh, my parents never owned a house, so right. it was always rentals okay, or, yeah. or a council house, so it was a lot of moving about when I was younger. Right, okay, yeah. okay. So it wasn't like for work or anything like no, that? No, nothing just... to do with work, no. Um, yeah. It's funny actually because it, it seems like, you know, when I tell people that, I went to like loads of schools when I was younger, I was always moving about. People are like, oh my God, that's crazy. But in fact, it's worked out really well now because it means I know so many people yeah, yeah, in loads yeah. of different areas. I've got loads <laughs> of friends from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Which has yeah. worked out well in removals because it means that, you know, my name's well known, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's ideal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Like networking yeah. and uh, and who you know. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, like what, what, what were you... Were you good at school? What were you into at school? Oh, I wasn't good at school. No? No. Every report was um, lack of concentration, class clown. Right, yeah. Um, not academic at yeah. all. I was good at playtime, lunchtime. I was good at football. When I was younger, I just loved sport. Right, yeah. So football was the one for me. Yeah. And I, genu- I just could not concentrate in class. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm all right now. I've got a bit better now, but, you know, I was dreadful at spelling. I don't even know what I got in my GCSEs. Yeah. College didn't interest me. Yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, that was just me. Yeah, but yeah. But ma- maybe that was a little bit to do with the fact that I couldn't really, I was never settled anywhere. Mm-hmm. So my mind was elsewhere. Mm. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like the school system's sort of not for everyone, is it? You yeah. know, it doesn't suit people that are, you know, really active and kind of no. need to move around and stuff. You know, some people just need to move, don't they? And yeah. not sit at a desk all day. <laughs> uh, um, when I was in my last year of school, um, I moved out of my mum's house, which was in Southport, and I lived with my dad. Yeah. And my dad lived in Worcester at the time, so that's what brought me into Worcester. So I was never going to in the last year of school I was never going to change schools mm-hmm. but I had to like get permission from the the school starport that I was always allowed to be late because my journey to school was four buses so from oh, Worcester sh- yeah my, that was two and from school so from Worcester I had to get uh, a bus into Crowngate and then from Crowngate 
all the way to Starport and those right, buses yeah. ran, which meant I was an hour late every single day. Right, okay. So I, I think so. that also wobbled me. Yeah, because yeah, Because on certain yeah. days, I really couldn't be bothered with that journey. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So my last year was a bit... Well, it, was, it, it wasn't very structured, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was all over the place, which made me not... Re I didn't really concentrate. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. That sounds pretty... Uh, <laughs> pretty hard it was yeah so my, my school days in the last year were 12 hour days so that's you know when i've caught a bus to obviously two buses at the end of the day so it started like 7 a.m and i'd get yeah. back at 7 p.m yeah and then you got to do your uh, homework and everything after yeah that. i never did homework nah. but I, that's when I, I went out to play football yeah. <laughs> so that's just how it was yeah fair enough fair yeah. enough okay so uh what do you do after school then first job my dad was one of these guys he said you need to pay rent mm. you know you can't be lounging about this house all the time you gotta pay rent so my first job was a uh, mcdonald's yeah yeah which was in blackpool literally i could walk there in fact i i really like that job because it you know got me used to working wages were dreadful mm. but just the people i met were good mm. free food mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah my, that was my first job uh, in the drive-through long long shifts sometimes working middle of the night kind of thing because that's when your mcdonald's closes quite late doesn't it and then yeah, you got yeah. close down so i remember finishing some some shifts about 1 a.m right okay you know, as a 16 year old yeah so it's a long long day yeah and then from there i went into chefing so i, I think i lasted about 16 months 18 months something like that in mcdonald's yeah and then i i don't know why but i thought i was a big chef <laughs> so i started applying for <laughs> chefing jobs yeah uh, so that's what I went into, and, and to be honest, that my early days in my career w was just chefing. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what I did. Okay. Quite a lot. All right. Okay. Bounced from different restaurants, some Oop. a la carte, some microwave restaurants. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you uh, have you read a book called The E Myth Revisited? No. At all. You should no. check that out because uh, it's it's all about sort of um, like creating a business with that has systems in place and everything uh, oh, processes, okay. you know, right. yeah. and, uh, but uh, the reason I mention it is because he uses McDonald's as a, a, an example of an, you know, an excellent business because they've yeah. got the processes and stuff involved. So I was just right. thinking like probably your experiences there yeah. probably helped in some way because yeah, you've like, seen firsthand how those processes work yeah, and how anyone can do it. And yeah. Yeah. Potentially sort of, uh, yeah. Okay. So you went into chefing. Yeah. Any particular sort of, uh, area or is, is it sort of general just general chefing yeah um my dad was a chef as well so okay. he, he right. helped me into the industry if you like okay i worked with my dad um which was quite good you know i know quite a lot of people don't like working with their parents but i actually quite enjoyed working with my dad yeah he was the head chef and it was a really nice smart a la carte restaurant okay and um and i felt like the, I don't know, it, it just felt really pristine. It was a really great place to work. Um, yeah. But then it kind of went downhill, you know, with like the different handovers of, of restaurants, different owners coming in. And right, the yeah. owners left, they pass it on to someone else and then it didn't quite work. So then I, me and my dad, my dad went down his, his different road and I went to um, a place called uh, RSVP. Can you right. remember RSVP? It was in um, Worcester. No, I don't. I don't know. It's now the Slug and Lettuce. If you know Worcester, okay. it's on the cross, um, right? Okay. Opposite McDonald's, pretty much. But yeah. uh, that used to be RSVP, and that's where I worked for 
couple of years. I was the kitchen manager there, but I got awarded kitchen manager because I was the only chef. <laughs> <laughs> so it was literally, you know, no other job really to, to, other than to run the kitchen. So, you know, although I told everyone I was the kitchen manager, I was the only person there. <laughs> but I like that job as well. You know, I, li- I like chefing, but I just didn't like the hours. Right, and okay. it is very, yeah. very low pay. You know, right. any chef out there will tell you the same. The, the really? pay is dreadful. Really? Yeah. Except for like, I guess, like a very small minority very small, at the yeah. top, sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard. It's like hard, like you say, hard hours, and yeah, it's pretty hard hours, and and a lot of it, especially like the a la carte restaurant I worked was split shifts. So mm-hmm. you'd work like nine a.m. till two p.m. two thirty. Then you'd have your three or four hour break, and then you're back to it at six. So it actually ruled your whole day. Yeah, yeah. You can't do anything in that middle period. Ah. So it did actually feel like you were working 24-7. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> the only good thing about chefing is it is free food, so you never spent any money on food. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, okay. So uh, how long did you do, do that for then? It's a few years, you say? I lose track of time, to be honest. I've had, <laughs> I've had that many jobs, honestly. And really? Went, yeah. So chefing seemed like a big part of my life, but it was quite a, it's probably about four years in total of my okay. working career. Um, yeah. And then I tried my hand at uh, loft insulation. I also okay. did window salesman. Right. Did okay. a bit of that. Okay. So, you know, the people that knock on the doors and try and win okay, leads. Yeah, I was yeah, the yeah. next person in. So that the guys would knock on the doors and do cold calling. Mm. And then I was the guy that went and got the lead and tried to, to win it. Okay, gotcha. So I was like out there um, trying to sell soft, fascia soffits and guttering was my area. So it was a, a very odd job, very um, commission-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cutthroat company, hardly <laughs> any money involved. Um, but strangely, I learned quite a lot. I was going to say, I bet that was a good experience, was it? Yeah, definitely. I learned a lot about... Um, selling yourself right you know that's what i learned there so i take quite a lot of what i learned in that short very short career in windows um into my removals because i learned how to approach customers you know straight away at the door how to engage with them i learned quickly that everybody out there nobody really wants a salesman in their house Mm -hmm. so you've got to spend the first two three minutes becoming their friend right okay and the way to do that is by touching base and finding some common ground in their house you know I, okay. I like cricket I love cricket and did you see it yesterday you know that kind of stuff yeah and I learned all that from that industry which I've brought into my own industry now okay yeah yeah but while at the same time trying to stay genuine as well yeah, I suppose yeah, definitely <laughs> yeah well okay. you know there's always you what I've always found is you have to win people as your friend you know mm-hmm. I mean? You have to show that you are their friend, it, obviously in a genuine way, mm. but you have to make f- people feel comfortable because mm. especially when you're, if, if I all of a sudden became or gave the impression that I'm their friend, I would leave with their thoughts, like he's going to look after me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, we've had a good chat there. He's, he's now my friend. Yeah. Look after yeah. Me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. And it's, in a way, it's quite sort of personal what you do, isn't it? Because you're yeah. like literally going into people's bedrooms and yeah. removing all their, exactly, <laughs> their yeah. stuff. You, They've got to trust you. Yeah, in in my industry now, um, people are letting us into their whole life. Mm. You know, everything that they own, mm. we move. 
Yeah. Until yeah. we see everything, you know what I mean? It's quite so intense, isn't it? I it suppose. is, yeah, it is. Although to us now, because you're doing so many, um, they're just objects. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people say, oh my God, I can't believe you know, you're moving this, but we're not even interested in what it is sometimes. We're interested in the shape and the, yeah. and the weight of fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, how, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have that? Do you like when you go to bed at night? Do you sort of like just see like objects and trying to slot them into yeah, yeah. shapes and into the van? <laughs> I have. I've got a bit of a weird, weird removal brain. Uh, even walking into your studio today, I'm figuring out how many vans and how many staff you're going to need, how many packing materials. I do it when I go to the pub. I've already priced the whole pub, moving it out before the starters come out. I can't help it. It's Excellent. just a, how I'm programmed now. <laughs> I like it. Removal brain. Yeah. What, what do you reckon then in here? You're looking at two vans in here. It only take two of us. A couple of hours. Yeah. Depends if you want the packing service. <laughs> then we come in for a couple of hours beforehand. But yeah, it's quite gotcha. an easy one, this one. Oh, right. Okay. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be nimble. Yeah. <laughs> I can get out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Easy. Okay. So, so how long was it then until you found yourself at this haulage company? Um, I'll take you back a little bit before that. Yeah. Um, I had a sh I, w I worked in down the drains, down the sewers. So I did like oh, right. um, flow monitoring. Okay. And during that job, I was working in London, and it was was on a, a massive park, and a dog dropped a tennis ball next to my foot. Right. And I said to one of them, I said, I reckon I could throw this and hit that tree like real far away. And I tried, and my shoulder dislocated. Oh, right, okay. So from that, it was like kept on coming out, went to the hospital. I've had three operations on it now. So and, and from that, they laid me off because I just was always off because of my shoulder. Um, then I went from that into another, the loft insulation. And then I tried electrics because my, my brother is an electrician. So I tried mm -hmm. working for him. But each time I did this, my shoulder kept on coming out. So I right, kept okay. getting laid off, laid off, laid off. Okay. Uh, and then finally I got, I got, the only thing I could really do at the time was drive and not much manual labor. Right, so that's okay. what I, I figured out. Uh, so I met a guy called John, very small haulage company, no sign writing. Um, yeah. Hasn't even got a website. <laughs> Although he's been going like, you know, over 30 years, he's just never been into, you know, all that branding and stuff. But I love that. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way he is as a person. Uh, yeah. he, his work just came organically. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I started working for him and, and it was, it was good in one respect, but it was very lonely mm -hmm. driving up and down the country. I, I was similar to like, um, like a, a DPD driver, mm -hmm. but for medical stuff. Okay. So right. delivering to hospitals and delivering to nursing homes. It was all for people who couldn't eat solid foods. They just had an operation or they're just elderly. So they right, like pump okay. feeds into their stomach and stuff. So similar hospitals in it, you just pallet truck them off. Right, yeah, that yeah. was pretty much as much manual labor as it got. So my shoulder was, was coping all right at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I had a, my third operation, which is now fixed. Shoulders brilliant, better than ever. Mm. Um, and then because I was, I worked for John, he didn't have any work on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And 
because there was a van there, my friends used to constantly ask me literally every <laughs> single weekend, can you pick up a fridge? I bought this, this off Facebook or just bought a sofa. And I, I found myself doing it quite a lot. So every right. Saturday, at least I was doing this <laughs> and I was sponging off John trying to lend his van, etc. And then I just said, you know, John, would you mind if I hired out your van on a Saturday and tried to make some more money so I could earn something on the weekend. And, and he was more than happy with that as his vans were, you know, derelict yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So he charged me £50 each time I used it. Right, okay. And, and that's just literally how it started. Cool. So my first 18 months, I did that. So it's just doing it on the weekend. So my first mm. 18 months was um, just hiring out a van. Okay. I really don't know how I did it. I look back now <laughs> and I'm like, how did I own a removal company without owning a van? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just that, yeah. Yeah, well, you're providing a service, I suppose. Yeah. It doesn't matter to the people whether you own the van or. No, but none of them not. knew that. None of my customers knew that. In fact, yeah, yeah. I went in and I generally blagged that I've, I had three or four vans. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, fake it till you make it kind of style. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I used to really, really, you know, play on the fact that um, he got he got the van, the customer didn't know, but then get mates in. Yeah. It just started really, you know, low end style, yeah. you know, no uniform, just we can do the move for you. And, and obviously we aimed for the weekends because it would have got in the way of my normal job. Yeah, yeah. But you're that, like, you're like, oh, we're fully booked out in the week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But it did, you know, when you've only got the one van to offer in a way you only get one kind of client call right does that make sense mm -hmm. so generally they were you know rental clients or yeah just wanting one or two items moved so they were quite flexible with their dates anyway right. yeah, yeah 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 okay okay uh, just want to go back to like that time when you were sort of going between all these different jobs and everything yeah like firstly was that kind of just because you just didn't know what you wanted to do and you were just trying things out. And yeah. Secondly, yeah. like, you know, we sort of talked about it fairly quickly, but I can imagine possibly quite a disheartening time in a way. Yes. Uh, the, the, job, the job thing, I, I think I went into my working career thinking I was always going to be a chef. Because mm -hmm. um, that's what your dad did? Or? Yeah. 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 It, I just fell into that industry. Um, right, yeah. But then when I soon realised how how poor life quality that kind of job is, yeah. I started looking elsewhere. And also there's a certain element of people you hang around with, your friends, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to always better yourself. So a couple of my jobs, I just followed friends. For instance, the one uh, down the drains was because like four or five <laughs> of my mates were at there. Right, okay. So it was just one of those kind of jobs. Just give it a, give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, but when, yeah. when when my shoulder came out, you know, that was a very, very hard time of my life, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, I, I lost four jobs because of that. Uh, the surgeon, I went through two surgeons in the end because the first surgeon let me down, so I got mm. a second opinion. But when the surgeon can't fix your shoulder, you start to lose faith in everything. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah. You know what I mean? You start yeah, to yeah. think what am I ever gonna do? Because I can't yeah. live my life like this. And my shoulder was coming out in the middle of the night. So it come out, my shoulder popped out 16 times in total. <laughs> yeah, and it was coming out, you know, it come out once when I sneezed. It come out in the middle of the night. 
it come out just you know walking along the street it would you oh, just never man. know when it was going to come out and each time ended up in hospital more morphine than the last time so i was always in a daze um gas and air constantly it's averaging every six weeks it was coming out sometimes more Boy. and that if you know that was a, a real impact not only to my working life but my mental health as well mm-hmm. because you know i it was quite a deep, dark hole I was in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, because each time you're just kind of getting a bit more yeah. despondent and sort of, like you say, thinking, Yeah. what am I going to do? I mean, people, you know, get that bad enough if they just get a cold or something, don't they? And exactly, it's like, oh, yeah. the world's coming to an end for like two weeks where you got a cold. But yeah, yeah. to have that over and over again yeah. and losing jobs at yeah. the same time. And I was losing faith in, obviously, the my surgeon, so that's what made me get a, a second opinion, and thankfully I did do that, because it was a guy who specialises in knees, Right. Um, and he, he's Dr. Robinson, I always remember his name, uh, <laughs> and he uh, he actually operated on Shane, Shane Warne, the cricketer. Oh yeah, yeah. So when, I, when he told me that, he, and he looked at the x-rays, etc., he said, yeah, we can fix this, and all of a sudden I just felt like he's the guy, you know, he's gonna right. sort me out, yeah. and, he, and he did, he did, so. Now I think, how on earth am I a removal man when I couldn't lift <laughs> a tin of beans back in the day? I know, when you started saying that story about the tennis ball and things, yeah. I was like, how have you got from, <laughs> I know, from that I know. to and honestly, a really feels, physical job? It feels stronger than ever. In fact, yeah. I never even think about it. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. It, I've cool. got a massive scar there. I've got two or three scars there, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that era of my life has thankfully gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you sort of yeah come out of it and uh yeah. obviously working on a upward trajectory Definitely. at the moment so when the, i guess there was a point where you were hiring the van at the weekend and you just got to the point and you were like right i've got to make the jump now yeah what how did that come about Th- that happened when my job started trickling into the weekdays and right. it was getting in in the way of my regular job yeah, okay. And my jobs were more money than my regular job, naturally, because right, okay. it was working for yourself, etc. Yeah. But I had so much respect for John that it was a very difficult decision. Um, but I remember thinking, shall I take the safe road? Shall I stick with my normal job? Mm. But I was addicted at the time to removals, still am yeah. now. But yeah. you know, it, it got me. It really <laughs> did grab me. I was really... Uh, so addicted to it. I was addicted to the the people you met, the customers, their stories, where they got to where they are now, them buying their dream house sometimes. Then after the move, a five-star review. So when you got like into my first 10 or whatever, it almost felt like I can't ever go back. (laughs) I can't just go back to a normal job. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I, I did speak with John and ironically the first van I ever bought at this point was the van I'd been hiring all that time. Oh really? So he sold it to you? Yeah, he sold it to me. Yeah. Oh wicked. Yeah, which was great. So, uh, you know, he's he's been such a, a great guy. Even now, you know, me and John is a business partner now in, yeah. in, in a weird way. I'll get to that. But, um, okay. you know, we are still very close. Right. However, there was one time when he, um, he did tell me that it, the industry wasn't right for me. And I don't know if that pushed me harder, but he did tell me it wasn't right for me. It's a seasonal business. People only want to move in the in the summer months. Right. Naturally, they do. But I kind of wanted to make sure that it was a 
an industry and a company that can sustain the whole year, not just the summer. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we've done. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How have you How have you done that? How have you balanced it out? Um, well, to be honest, I've not actually experienced any quiet months. Okay. So it's it's just happened that he was wrong. Right. Okay. <laughs> if you know what I mean, but. <laughs> He was right in the in in the aspect that the summer months are busy, yeah. but it doesn't mean that yeah. the, the winter months aren't. Yeah, okay. Because w- with house purchasing, buying solicitors, chains, etc., mm. you can sell your house in in summer, but you might not move until January. Yeah, yeah, true. You, you're not. Yeah. You you can't predict when you're going to move sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, it, so it's just worked out that way yeah and uh you haven't had to sort of put anything particular in place to sort of nah, even no. out the the highs and the lows sort of thing no, yeah no we haven't really even i haven't actually touched on like graphs for you know my busy months and my quiet months and tried to you know look at next year like it, we've just always been busy right it's <laughs> okay. just how we've worked yeah okay okay so um yeah like you said you had to go from like deciding between a, a steady income to yeah to going on your own then yeah and that's a yeah that's a tough choice and yeah <laughs> or in, in a way it's an easy choice I suppose but yeah <laughs> it, it, it's difficult to even think back to how that all played out and and how it took place if that makes any sense but um, it was a difficult decision but I knew it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. Because in removals, talk about the finance side of things. In removals, if you land a decent job, you can earn a whole week's work just from the right. one just from the one job. Okay, does that right. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you're doing it right and you know you you, you plan it right, the organisation, etc., you can earn quite well in removals. Okay, right. And I quickly I, I learned that obviously in the hiring out stage. Mm-hmm. So by the time it got to the point where I had to make the decision. Mm the money side of things wasn't really an object. I, right. I knew I could make the same, if not more, than, than that job anyway. Okay, gotcha. The, yeah. the, the only thing I had to do was save up and buy the van. Yeah. Which was, my first van was 5,000, so that's quite a, quite steep, really, for yeah, a yeah. businessman. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're first getting going. Yeah. All right, cool. So then, uh, so once you jumped in, yeah. And committed to it. <laughs> yeah. What were you, what were your first moves? Uh, so. I mean, I don't mean like which people did you move house. I mean, like what was your first like? Yeah. Sort of strategic business. So plan? I, I worked with a guy called Jack, uh, Jack Dent. Um, he was like my main guy that I use every day. Mm-hmm. And in fairness, we probably had two or three moves a week. Right. But for for Jack those two or three moves a week was perfect for him. He lived with his parents at the time, you know, mm-hmm. he was just like, he was my little best mate, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he introduced his stepbrother, Rory. Rory still works for me now. He's the longest serving member. Right. Uh, and then we were doing like two or three moves a week, uh, probably for the next year or so. Right, okay. And they stuck with me. The m- the money was good for them. I paid them well. I think that's really important to me. You got to look after your staff. Yeah. And also in we were one of the one of the industries that s- still get quite a lot of tips. So oh, right, customers okay. paid tips and you know I, as the boss I never once took a tip. It, they went to the guy so Oh well. Wow. When the guys were getting paid from me plus yeah. tips 
and they were only 18. Yeah. They, they felt like millionaires. Working out so well, they, yeah. They stuck with me for, for a while. And were they sort of uh, staff on payroll at that stage, or is no, that like you're no, paying no. by the job kind of thing? Yeah, it was, it was all early on into my removal career. Everybody was self-employed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just yeah. invoices, etc. I think that's the way to go, isn't it? At the yeah. beginning, because it de-risks it a bit for you, and yeah, like you say, you can still pay them well. Yeah, and everyone's happy. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a complete. It was obviously a few years on but you know going from a bit of a, a flexible boss to being in a, a real life employer <laughs> was was crazy yeah you know, it's like a whole new minefield okay in what way what was the what was the biggest challenge the biggest challenge and even still now um is holiday mm-hmm. because every staff member is is entitled to holiday mm. but as a as a small company and new company it's quite a lot of money to fork out for someone who's just sat at home on their sofa. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was a bit of a learning curve. Um, right. And then now we've we've got 18 employees on the books. Have you really? Yeah. Bloody hell, I didn't realise uh, it was that many, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. 18 employees plus uh, we've got some ad hocs. And yeah, yeah. In total, we've got 23, 24 staff. Right, okay. Well, yeah. that's a big operation then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we're doing at the moment four or five moves a day, twenty-five moves a week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's right. Where, that's okay. Where we are now. Okay. So, what's the time frame here? Like, how long ago were you doing so that when, sort of renting the van? Well, how long ago did you jump into? Yeah. So we just—I just jumped a whole part of the story. Now. <laughs> I, I do apologise. No, no, that. no. So I started in two thousand and fourteen. So when the the my. I started a Facebook page, that was in 2014, that was when I was hiring out the van. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's like then, when you know you've got a legit business, yeah, isn't it? I've got a Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in, in fact, I felt like it was an, a legit business when I got my first uniform, a hoodie, oh, yeah. a Warren's removal hoodie. I thought, yeah, <laughs> nice. we're going places now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was in 2014, so it's, seven, it's been seven years. Right, okay, okay, yeah. from there to now. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's, uh, okay, yeah, I didn't realise it was quite that long as well, so. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, okay, so you've had time to get established. and But yeah. what, those early days then, what do you think, I mean, what's what's helped you grow to this? What, what do you focus on, I suppose, that helps you grow or has helped you grow in those early days? Yeah, the early days. Uh, r- reviews is one thing that I've, I've really pushed. Because yeah. what I, what I learned quite early on into when I started was there's a lot of removal companies out there, right? But none of them are really modern. Yeah. So I I was 28 year old. Um, social media is just growing rapidly at this time. Yeah. Um, the bigger companies out there had been going a long time, so they didn't need social media, so they never really bothered with it. Right. Okay. So I I was. I felt like a fresh, modern head into right. a whole unique industry, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like it felt like I was like removals was missing that, if that makes right. any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would never name drop any companies, but there's companies out there that have been going 50, 60 years, mm. and they've got four or five reviews online. <laughs> do you know what I mean so yeah, people yeah. don't 
so I just started attacking that area. Yeah. Every single customer, I, I would not be happy if I, it didn't end with a review. Yeah, okay. At that point when I was hiring up the van, I still had a full-time job anyway, so I wasn't reliant on money. I was more reliant on the reviews to get my name buzzing out there. Okay, you're talking like, so do you get Google reviews? Is that yeah, what, so what you Yeah, so now it's for? Google reviews, but back then it was Facebook reviews. Yeah, yeah, okay. Gotcha. It was just pure Facebook. Right, okay. Yeah, and I wouldn't leave a job until I, I was certain I was going to get one. And that's okay. just how it works. And a bit sad, but I've checked this out, and I think we are, we've got the most five-star reviews out of any other removal company in the UK. And nice. I've checked, I've spent the whole night, <laughs> one night, checking <laughs> when you type in removals, you can go through every single removals company in the UK. And I went as far as Ipswich and I couldn't find one. And I mean <laughs> that. So I, I do think that we, we are leading in that area. Okay, okay. I and could then, be so, wrong, so, you know. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's not 100%. No, okay, no, yeah, no but, one's going to. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what I did realise is that companies, they may have somebody who's 28 running the company, like a son yeah. or a relative, but it's still ran with a an old head mm -hmm. see I came yeah, into yeah. it as a, a 28 year old into this modern world very very active on Facebook yeah where other companies wasn't like that and they're still mm. not now mm -hmm. so that, that's what I quickly learned okay yeah so, yeah reminds me of our mutual friend Dan Lewis with yeah. you know all his social media activity and definitely in, in his world yeah um, okay so that, so then two questions on that yeah on the reviews, at what point uh, do you ask for the review? Normally, uh, after the move, I'd send them the link or, mm -hmm. you know, as you're about to leave. So at two, at two points, you'd ask for the review. Once okay. the job's finished, you've done the walk around the house, ask them if they're happy with ever, where everything is. And then if they are, obviously, you ask for the review. Okay. But at that point on the doorstep, it can just become a, yeah, no problem, of course I will. Mm -hmm. But then you get wrapped up into unpacking boxes and it, it's forgotten yeah so yeah. i would normally leave it a couple of days before sending them a review a link review okay so yeah yeah okay and then so second question on that is uh, how did you sort of uh i don't want to use uh overuse expression but like leverage the reviews like how do you use them to your advantage to grow the business um, or was it just a case of when people found you online, yeah. they could see that you had all those reviews and yeah. that was what was... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't necessarily use it as a as a growing tool and to, to leverage. I just wanted to, I suppose, to be the best out there, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to try and have the most out of anyone. Okay. So that was really important to me. Still is now. And so have you ever got a, like a, a four-star review and then no. dwelled on it forever? I'll tell you what, actually. <laughs> I, yes and no. So I got a four-star review from a, an elderly client. Yeah. And he pressed, he, the review was glowing. It was incredible. <laughs> and uh, he pressed four by mistake. So he pressed the four-star by mistake. And it, my OCD was going nuts at this point. I rang him and he said, I don't know how to change it. And it, it lived there for a good two months before he, before he put it to a five-star. Right, yeah. And yeah. honestly, that really, really got to me. Did it? Yeah. yeah, it did. Because ultimately, if you were a customer and you'd seen that and you read what he put, it was never a four-star review. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it, but it lived there as a four-star review, <laughs> which upset me. <laughs> but thankfully, that's gone. Oh, that's good. Five. 
So do you think like has literally every customer left reviewed? You reckon like what's no, your percentage? Not every customer. No, we've thousands. Yeah. Uh, percentage probably. It's slowed down now, and the reason for that is because I'm not part of every move now. Okay. Does that make yeah, sense? So yeah, the, yeah. the guys, obviously, that when the guys are on the move they've got their own life to think about you know they're thinking about when they're going to get home how they're going to finish mm. the, the last thing on their mind at the moment is reviews mm. although i push it onto them please ask the customers for a review there's one guy that works for me jason he's unbelievable at it. he never leaves yeah. any house without mentioning it <laughs> um but yeah it's slowed down now uh but percentage wise i'd say probably 10 percent of our customers leave a review okay that yeah. sounds Which is still a good, a good percentage yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i'd love everyone to yeah, yeah. I've, I've never, uh, we've, we've never had a, anything less than a five star other than the one that I just explained. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay. And I think if I did, it would kill me. I really <laughs> do think it would kill me. It, I need, it's got it, one, it will come. Because, yeah. you know, when you're doing the volume of moves we're doing, there's yeah. always going to be someone that's a little bit unhappy. Mm. Uh, so it will come. So I'm kind of prepared for it. But mm. I'm, I'm desperate for it never to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people say you know you, you, I don't actually believe this but people do actually say um, you're not a real company until you've had a bad review yeah yeah because it yeah. makes you look like you're, you're real yeah and then it's how you respond to it and, and how you you know act professional in, when you do get a bad review mm, mm, yeah I know it's uh, yeah I got I got a four star on Google once did and you? it like yeah, it's like all you think about for the next few weeks. Yeah, You're yeah. like, oh, what did I do? You know, trying to think through the job. and Yeah. But, like, you, you forget about all the other five-star reviews yeah. that you've got, don't you? Definitely. And you just focus on the one. Yeah, you do. And, yeah, I said that to, I've got, like, a sort of, you know, coach that I speak to once a yeah. month. And, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, I've got a four-star review. And he was like, "That's you know, you're it's, not a real business to get fine, one yeah. star, yeah. like you said. Yeah, well, I've got so. a coach as well myself, and he's a guy that's, that told it to me, actually. He said, you, yeah. know, you almost need a bad review because your reviews are look, look too good. Yeah. That's what <laughs> right. he said. And I said, no, they, they don't. They could be better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, when I've done it, I've sort of emailed people and like actually phrased it to them like, um, you know, would you be happy to leave a five-star review? Yeah. Sort oh, of yeah, thing. yeah, you put the five-star in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. To try and kind yeah. of... Uh, I might copy that. Yeah, no, have it, mate. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Thanks>. yours. <laughs> Won't charge anything. <laughs> Perhaps I'll leave you a review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. give one each. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's cool. That's cool because uh, actually, of all the, I, I can't remember uh, your episode thirty-five. Yeah. No one's mentioned reviews. I don't think out of all the episodes. Are they not? I, I don't think so. Someone's going to come back to me going. I yeah, mentioned. Oh, yeah, I mentioned that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no one did. So yeah, that's uh, that's interesting and probably something we should all do. Yeah. More of I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think a lot of people when they start a business, the main thing for them is is finance and making sure that they can sustain their their venture mm -hmm. through money and how much they can make etc but like i said before i wasn't reliant on money because mm -hmm. i had my full-time job so i was just working seven days a week you know every single every week but i wasn't i wasn't like i didn't have any overheads mm -hmm. and my job was paying for my life anyway if that makes any sense so i just yeah, targeted yeah. reviews and that's all i cared about right yeah. in fact my first job one of my first jobs, I'm not sure if it was the first job, but it was 
On paper, it sounded like the easiest job in the world is a bungalow, um, one bed bungalow, one van's worth, I estimated, mm. when we pulled up at the house. It's all at this, in my early days, it was all done over the phone, so I couldn't, I didn't have uh, the time to physically go and view houses to yeah, look yeah. at what they had, so you took their word over the phone. <laughs> And we turned up and this is a bungalow, that, the weirdest bungalow you've ever seen because it had about 50 steps leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it turned out to be the one of the hardest jobs, even still to this day. <laughs> really? Yeah, it took me and Jack like 12 hours. Really? I charged £120. <laughs> I paid £50 to hire the van. Yeah. And I paid Jack, I think, like £80. <laughs> so I worked for 12 hours and, and I made no money. In fact, I lost Made money. a loss, yeah. yeah. But I did get a review. Okay. <laughs> so that was my payment. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of uh, when I was starting out with the photography. And yeah. Like my first client was uh, Hay Wines in Ledbury. Okay. Big uh, wine shop. And they were having a website built. Yeah. And they needed someone to take the shots of all the bottles. And yeah. there was like thousands of them. And I, I used to go in um, yeah, on a Friday afternoon because I was working in engineering and you didn't work Friday afternoon so right. I'd go in and do the photography yeah and they'd give me a bottle of wine at the end I mean she, they were paying me a little bit as well like yeah. I put the rates pretty low because I was just starting but yeah. Yeah. they'd give me a bottle of wine and there was something about doing some work and getting that bottle of wine yeah. that was so satisfying yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know what it is no, like more than the money yeah, in it's a way isn't it better than the money isn't it yeah, yeah I know what you mean it's a it's, weird thing it's just like you know it's a, it's something extra, isn't it? Rather than money, because you know money makes the world go round. But when you get a little gift, it actually yeah. means more, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I love it when customers have took their time out, especially the elder the elderly customers took their time out after the move to handwrite a letter and post it to the unit, because mm -hmm. you know how much time and effort that has taken. Yeah, so yeah. much more than writing a review online. You yeah, know, they've yeah. actually sat down at their table and written a whole A4 piece of paper about how great the team were. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and they're my f they are actually my, you know, my favorite things about my industry. Yeah, they're, yeah. They really get me. Yeah, well it's, yeah, like we were saying before, it's really personal, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, providing that service to people that, was, yeah. yeah, if they it, know they can trust you. It's even better for me when because I'm at the point of business now where I actually never meet the customers, some of them. Right, yeah. Because when you've got four or five moves a day, uh, I can only be at one place at any time. Mm. I don't deal with any phone calls, any invoicing, any of the quotes. So yeah. there can be certain amount of customers who never, ever meet me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when you get one of these handwritten letters or a review online and, and they're just mentioning the guys and how hard they've worked and Esther in the office... Yeah. And how brilliant they are. You know, all of that has just been done without even needing me. That's cool. It's, it, it's, yeah, honestly, yeah. I can't explain it. It's the, <laughs> the best feeling. It really is. Has it ever worried you that, you know, your name's on the front door, but yet, you know, that you've got the guys doing the job? Has that ever been a sort of concern or anything? Like people mm. be like, well, where's Warren? <laughs> no, no. It's just. It's, Growing a business yeah, is something yeah, that yeah. I had to quickly get to, to grips with when when it went from one move a day to two moves a day. Mm -hmm. um, you have to understand that this is, you've got to put your trust in yourself. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I've got staff that have, are still with me from, right from the start. So I've mm -hmm. got really reliable, great staff. Mm -hmm. I'm quite OCD with my staffing as well. Um, I'm, I, I don't like ex-removal men. All right. Okay. Yeah. If anyone's worked in removals, I don't want to know. Okay. Because they bring in bad habits. Okay. Right. I like people to look presentable. Yeah. Um, I like them to be polite. Yeah. The rest can be taught. Mm -hmm. The rest can be taught. Okay. Um, and then also, it's got to the point now where the staff almost do the employing for me because I don't believe in trial shifts because okay. anyone can be a superstar on day one. Yeah, yeah, so you, yeah. You know, I believe in getting people in, even if they're, they've got another job at the time, I want them in for two or three days at least before we make a decision because okay. I find that people's true characters come out day two or day three, right, day okay. four, and that's how you learn. You know, everyone's great on day one because no one's who they really are on day one. Yeah, they're yeah, just trying to impress yeah. everyone but once you try to want people let loose a little bit come out of their shell yeah and then i then rely on my staff to tell me if they're any good okay if they're employable mm -hmm. and then it puts a bit of responsibility onto the staff and they feel valued as well mm -hmm. rather than me and the other guys in the office doing everything for them yeah and telling them who they're going to work with yeah they're kind of getting a bit of a, a bit of say in it yeah okay yeah yeah it, it does come it, it it makes it quite tricky when the guy's saying he's dreadful <laughs> because they're not the people who have to tell him. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, when it yeah. falls back onto me. All I ever want to hear is he's brilliant, well done, you know, let's get him again. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, get them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in this industry, a lot of it comes from friends or family of the staff anyway. Okay. So, gotcha, yeah. They've already got a foot through the door before their foot's through the door. Okay. But it's still, you know, what we've learned growing up in business that even if they're your brother, doesn't mean that they're going to be a good removal man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is a, <laughs> it's a job that isn't for everyone. Yeah. And it is, it's a very difficult job as well. So it's it's really hard, hard work. It's isn't hard it? work, of course, yeah. So when you're moving out of houses, it's so physical, so draining, but really rewarding at the same time. I was going to say, like, what, what, keep, what do you think keeps your stuff, like, ticking over what motivates them to because like it sounds like it's hard work physical yeah, yeah. and it's long hours long hours and yeah. it's relentless yeah what keeps people coming back um there's a very good vibe in in the company yeah everyone it's not an individual thing it's a team thing so okay. yeah and this it's like a, it sounds really cliche but it's almost like a, a giant family mm-hmm um, so I think that keeps keeps the staff involved. Mm -hmm. Money as well. Um, obviously, a lot of the staff will say I don't pay enough, <laughs> right. but money is good in yeah. this industry. You know, paid a, a lot more than minimum wage plus the tips on top of that. Um, yeah. The the perks of you know, any of my staff can lend a van if they're moving house itself. It's it's a freebie. You know, mm -hmm. there's all those those kinds of extra perks mm -hmm. and ultimately no two days are the same mm -hmm. so you don't actually know what's going to occur tomorrow it could be an unbelievable day you could meet someone who you just gel with you know customers are mm -hmm. amazing a lot of our customers are amazing people to to be around um but yeah it, there's 
it's not like a, a nine to five office job where every day, day in, day out, day out is exactly the same. Okay. Every, every day is different. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it is relentless. It is tiring. Don't get me wrong, but it it, it only drain people out if it's not organised well. And that's mm-hmm. my job. That's our job. That's what we're good at. Mm-hmm. We go wrong sometimes, but you would you, you wouldn't be able to sustain staff if you were putting two men on the job every single day because it's up to us to evaluate houses and say actually that job needs five men right because, okay yeah because then that makes it a very normal relaxing day for all five men yeah rather than thinking greedy let's put two men on that yeah and yeah absolutely okay. knacker them out because that's when staff will leave okay so it's like taking care of their sort of well-being to use yeah the, you know the, yeah. the buzzword in a way yeah but uh, there's you know um there's there's a certain element of human error so mm. sometimes you can send two people into a job and the job's a nightmare mm. and then the staff say look you know this needed to be a free man or a four man yeah but that's just the nature of learning yeah learning the ropes and different jobs yeah okay but it's it's also building your reputation and getting those reviews because yeah. they're doing a better job when yeah. they're properly staffed and everything so it's yeah definitely it's really building on the whole also um price is a, is a factor so if you let's co- we're not known now to be a cheap company so when you first start you you're really cheap you know i remember mm-hmm. being like next to nothing but now when you've got so many staff and i staff it right so if i look at a job and think that's four men you need to staff it as a four-man job where i know other companies the bigger companies might just send two people onto it okay which means that their price would be lower than my price yeah yeah but it's only because my staffing is is perfect on each job okay i'd like to say perfect yeah you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i know yeah okay so do you address that pricing thing with people right from the start or you know do you say like look we're not the cheapest yeah yeah we try to um if you, you you gauge the customer, so if a customer rings and and instantly they're asking how much for this or can have a rough price or that kind of stuff, you, you gauge quite early on what kind of customer they are. Okay. Yeah. So you can almost nip it in the bud right away that you know we are a premium service. Yeah. And if you're looking for a man in a van type service, we are not that guy. Yeah. Um. So we do try and give them gentle hints that we are <laughs> we're not expensive, but we're not cheap either yeah because there's quite there's customers out there that just want cheap yeah and that's you know you go to those kind of companies if that's what you want mm-hmm. but there's also customers out there that want no stress mm-hmm. know that it's taken care of mm-hmm. don't mind the extra bit of money mm-hmm. we do all of the dismantling rebuilding at no extra cost all packing materials are provided at no extra cost. They're dropped out, dropped to your front door before the move, you know. Mm-hmm. All those added perks of choosing warrants removals, okay. which you wouldn't get with a cheap company. Is this the, because you've got the elite service as well, haven't yeah. you? So t- what, what's that? What's the difference with that then? So started moving a, a few football players. Right, okay. And I quickly learned that these kind of people, I'm not going to say they've got a lot of money, but they've hardly got any time. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a service, what I, I called it Warren's Elite, because footballers, the, the word elite kind of goes with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it's aimed for people with, without much time on their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a spin-off, a spin-off basically. Um, yeah. So we go as far as we, we go in day one, we do all of the packing, we take photos of each cupboard with the customer's permission. Mm-hmm. Day two, we would, so we pack everything, sorry, on day one. Day two is the move, so we load up, depending if uh, these, these footballers might move long distance, so... Mm-hmm. It might need an extra day, so you'd load up day two. Uh, day three could be the delivery. And then day four, we do an unpack and we put up curtains, blinds, pictures, TVs on the wall. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So that is the elite service. So it's it's basically for customers who haven't got much time and don't want any hassle. We okay. literally do everything. So right. on day one, we take those photos of each cupboard. And on day four, we would refer back to those photos to make sure each cupboard is the same <laughs> as the photo. Okay. And... I believe no other removal company is doing this. Amazing. Yeah. I love that sort of thing. I love that like complete package complete thing. Package, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when I saw that on your social media, I was like thinking, I wonder what could I set an offer that's like that? That's like yeah. a complete thing. But yeah. one like practical question. Yeah. How do you know where they want their f- pictures and their TV? Well, we, we need them <laughs> to point that out, obviously. But um Okay, you don't just go in and put them all up. No, 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 of course not, no. It's it's down to them telling us where they want stuff and then we just do it. Yeah. Yeah. We try and replicate the kitchen cupboards, but obviously you're going to come across hurdles when the kitchen hasn't got enough storage or the same amount of storage, etc. So there's a certain element of the customer needing to help us out a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're... When you're moving houses, a lot of things to consider. If you're doing your own packing, you've got to do all of that. You don't know what to pack and when to pack, when the, the move's going to be. You could pack a box and realise you need the mm. stuff out of the box. Um, but with our service, we come in the day before, so mm-hmm. you, your life doesn't get hindered too much when you're just doing it the day before because mm-hmm. you've only got one night of living in boxes. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you just put enough people on it that you yeah. can get that done in one day. yeah. D- yeah. Depending on the size of the house, but yeah, normally yeah. it's the day before. Right, okay. You just try to, I quickly learned that, you know, I want to be a service that takes away every part of that stress for the customer. Mm. Yeah, 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 nice. I love that. It, it's quite a rocky <laughs> road for the customer just to get to the move, move day. Yeah. Because it is, you know, you've got to jump through hoops just to get to that actual completion day. Yeah. Um, so... As you can imagine, it's so stressful getting there that when we turn up, they're almost at breaking point. Mm, mm. So we have to make it perfect. Mm. So that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I uh, mentioned your social media and stuff because like, that's how I'd come across you really. It was on LinkedIn and everything. Yeah. And uh, like one, you, you do loads of really good social media yeah and like too like i like the way you put up sort of personal stories about your journey and everything like i felt like yeah. i knew you did you oh, and, brilliant. and and what you'd done and where you'd come from and everything just from seeing some of those posts yeah yeah um i want to i want a company where exactly what you just said i want people to feel like they know me without meeting me mm-hmm. i think a lot of companies the the owner lives behind the brand. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. I live in front of the brand. Mm-hmm. You know who I am. You, you know how I started. You know the roller coaster I've been on. Yeah. The, the high moments, the low moments. I like to let people into my life. I'm not secretive like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I post about my wife, my, my daughter. My wife works in the company now. Yeah. 
Um, that's just, I feel like people buy into that kind of company. Yeah, when yeah. When they feel like they know you as a person. Yeah, absolutely. And I also like, it, people love seeing success story as well. And that's yeah. what I've liked about following your yeah. stuff. It's like, you sort of feel behind you. It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing great. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. and, that, and that's amazing to hear, you know. I, when I hear people talk about my success, I always have to pinch myself because I'm still in the rat race of this where I strangely don't even feel successful. <laughs> yeah, right. It, okay. it sounds really weird, but, um, you know, I, I've, I've only been going for six, seven years. This is, I'm still early on. Yeah, yeah. You know, the success that I, I envisage is nothing compared to where I am now. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got major plans or goals anyway i yeah. want lots of different depots all across the country okay yeah yeah i'm not stopping it at this nice. I'm, I'm 36 now so if to, to work as hardcore as i am now i've probably got 20 years left <laughs> and then i need to kind of slow down i imagine 56 57 let's see what i can achieve what we can achieve in the next 20 years yeah yeah because i've achieved this we've achieved this in in six yeah yeah and i'm yeah. On, honestly i'm not i'm not stopping now yeah yeah i'm gonna keep going yeah what is it i was told once you should be i don't know if i get this the wrong way around you should be consent uh, consent content yeah but not satisfied yeah i guess I like that's that. kind of uh, <laughs> yeah because well I, i'm just I'm addicted to it. I'm yeah. addicted to growing. I'm addicted to achieving the next thing. I'm addicted to buying another van, giving another staff member a job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm addicted to the whole business thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, d I just, I would hate to become content with where I am. Yeah, yeah. It'll kill me early. I know yeah, that. Yeah. The stress will kill me. <laughs> but I'm up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah. like a ridiculous thing to say, but I genuinely do want to take it as far as I possibly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only way is up at the moment. Yeah. I know, and uh, I, you know, it, it, there's pitfalls of business and yeah. everybody reaches their peak, even Amazon, even Tesla, you know, yeah. <laughs> eventually they will come, come crumbling down, you know, not crumbling, but you, you know what I mean? Everybody does hit their peak, but nobody knows when their peak is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. And I don't think I'm at my peak anywhere near yet. No, well, that's good. That's good to think like that, I think. Yeah. So, like you say, if you did, then we haven't even touched. We haven't even touched on HGVs yet. So right, yeah, yeah. in our line of work, the bigger boys have got Arctic lorries. Yeah. Um, we're still running around in, in vans, which I know other removal companies could consider us as not a real removal company yet. Yeah. Which winds me up. Because <laughs> I'm doing it and I've only got vans. So it will come. There's no immediate plans for the HGVs. But yeah. Keeps you nimble though, doesn't it? In the it little does, vans. Yeah. In and out. 100%. 100%. And it all... I speak to a lot of removal men. I'm, I'm on different forums. I've created my own forum as well with another two removal men. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've got a lot of connections all across the UK. Cool. And I do genuinely believe it, it's based on area as well. So in Worcestershire as a whole, 
it's got quite big houses, but the big houses have got the worst access, so a lorry right. probably wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we win a lot of jobs just because we got the smaller vehicles. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 it makes sense. The, the only time it kind of hits us is when we're quoting for a long distance move and we're doing loads at the minute. Like tomorrow we're going to Newcastle. Right. Um, so we've got four guys going to Newcastle tomorrow in two vans, but I know that I probably could have sent one lorry mm. with three men. Mm. So on a Newcastle job, on a long distance job, it, that's when it hits you. But we, we price for that anyway, so yeah, we're not yeah. losing out. But it still just, it, it basically means you need more drivers. So if you said yeah. yesterday, we was in Somerset, there was four vans, there's six of us. That could have been two lorries. Yeah, so yeah. it's the long, the long distance ones. It's where the vans kind mm. of mess up a little bit. Yeah, sure. But like you say, not a not a biggie, really. No, not really. Yeah, no. cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, look, we've uh, we've smashed for an hour there. Have we? <laughs> yeah. Already? Would you believe it? Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, again, thank you very much. Yep. No so you're very busy. That was every good every bit as good as I thought it was going to be. I've been looking forward to this one. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, removalsworcester.com. Yep. The LinkedIn. Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, yep. all pretty much Warren's removals on all of those, aren't you? Yeah. And go and check out your Google reviews. Very easy to find on Google. On Google. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Facebook. Excellent. No, yeah. thanks, mate. I really yeah, appreciate your time. I appreciate it's that. Been, yeah. been great I can't to believe meet that's you. been an hour. I know, it's gone by oh. quick, hasn't it? <laughs> I feel like I've waffled on so much. No, you haven't waffled <laughs> in the slightest, mate. It's been all, uh, all good stuff. So, yeah. Brilliant. No, appreciate thank it. You. Cheers, mate. It. Take care. Cheers. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.